G'day, welcome to Partaker's Podcast. Come and listen. One of the problems that people tell me they have with the Christian God is the concept of God being a trinity. They ask, why must God be a trinity? Why can God not just be one, or God be many? After all, they say, the word trinity isn't in the Bible. And they are partly correct, in so much as that there is no explicit Bible text using the word trinity. However, the concept is explicit throughout the Bible. Another problem people have with the concept of the Trinity is that they say in the Old Testament part of the Bible, the cry which resonates throughout is the Lord our God is one. And yes, that is true. But there are also glimpses of the Trinity in the Old Testament. Such as when Bezalel was filled with the Holy Spirit, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts in Exodus chapter 35. Or when the great King David cried in repentance for God not to take the Holy Spirit away from him in Psalm 51. Or when Isaiah saw the pre-incarnate Jesus in a vision recorded for us in Isaiah chapter 6. The Trinity is love indivisible. One of the main errors people make regarding the Trinity is that they think the three names, Father, Son and Spirit, are simply three different modes of the one God. That is, at one time God is Father, another time God is Son, and another time God is Spirit. However, the Christian doctrine of the Trinity states that God is made of one indivisible essence or substance, and this is expressed in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Each belongs to the whole undivided essence of God. The totality of God exists in the Father, the totality of God exists in the Son, and the totality of God exists in the Holy Spirit. Each member of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit, is co-equal, co-eternal, self-conscious, and self-directing. The three members of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit, never act in opposition to any of the other members, but are always in complete union and harmony. Father, Son and Spirit, the three members are always in complete union with the other. Love indivisible, but there's also love procession, and this endeavours to describe the relationship within the Godhead. Now, the relationship within the Godhead is certainly a mystery, and while there seemingly is an order of succession in their relationship, this in no way means superiority and therefore inferiority. We know the Son is begotten of the Father and that He does the Father's will. We also know both the Father and the Son sent the Holy Spirit. And there is love relationship. 
there is a communal honour between the Trinity persons. In the works of redemption or salvation, there is a coordination in the Trinitarian Godhead. The Father elects, the Son redeems, the Holy Spirit seals. That's the Trinity in action. Between the three persons there is an eternal unison in active purpose and yet seemingly external distinctiveness between the three members of the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And if God was a single essence, as in one, as some people say, then how could love possibly be shown as love requires more than one person for it to be active. God is love, we are told. God the Father totally loves God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. God the Son totally loves God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. God the Holy Spirit totally loves God the Father and God the Son. This Trinitarian God, this Trinity, exhibits and oozes love and commands all those who are Christian disciples to love one another so that he will be seen. When you as a Christian disciple show love, you reflect and reveal the Trinitarian God in whose image you are made. When the church shows love, God Father, Son and Spirit is made visible. That's it for today. Come back every day to www.partakers.co.uk where there is something uploaded to help you as a Christian disciple wherever you are in this world to live for Jesus Christ. Our books are also available on our Amazon site at www.pulptheology.com. See you later.